0: let's get educated that's why we're here to bring you the stories impacting k-12 classrooms and college campuses it's time for a little education
1: why hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of educated it's me katie patrick and there's him david fiorazzo thumbs up now, just a reminder that if you want to support the work of this show or any of our other programs here at Freedom Project, please consider getting yourself some swag. Visit freedomproject.com store. Get yourself a mug, maybe a shirt, a little hoodie. It's kind of cold out there in this winter. And again, that is freedomproject.com store.
2: All right, friends, it is once again that special time to check in with our old friend Alex Newman. What do you have for us
3: this week, Alex? Hey guys, great to be with you. So uh, there's a bill that I've been following carefully in Florida uh, for a while now. Uh, it's about uh, the most significant bill probably introduced in the legislature so far. That's why it's HB1. And um, you know there are some interesting and and I think some good-intentioned elements to it, but there's a really significant catch. Uh, basically, it offers government funding to uh, homeschool families and families who uh, choose to use private schools. But there are some really serious strings attached. Basically, once the parents accept this government money, they give up their educational freedom and their independence. And so uh, there's two major elements to that destruction of uh, the freedom and independence. Uh, The first one is that uh, any parent who starts taking this money then has to submit their child to a examination, to a testing scheme. And uh, there are a number of different tests that are acceptable, but it looks to me like all of them are actually aligned with Common Core. Now, our governor here, Ron DeSantis, has uh, has been. On the war path against Common Core, in fact, he, he's he been telling people that Common Core is gone from the state of Florida and that we have a new set of standards. And yet what this would do, uh, critics say, is actually force a, a lot of homeschoolers who take this money and, and even private schools whose students take this money to obviously start teaching to the test. And if the test is Common Core, then they're going to have to start teaching Common Core again. Uh, this is how they they were controlling education for decades, even before Common Core. Right. Uh, the, the curriculum always lines up with the testing, testing, drives the curriculum because uh, everybody wants their kids to look smart, whether it be a private school or or homeschool parents. And so they'll teach what is on the test. So major, major red flag there. Uh, Another big issue with the bill is that uh, every family that takes this money then has to meet annually with a so-called choice navigator. Now, uh, this was a term I had never heard before, a a choice navigator, and and it's actually not very clearly defined in the bill. But um, these families would meet with these choice navigators, and then the choice navigators would uh, determine and assess the quote-unquote educational needs of every child, and then uh, work with parents to make sure that those educational needs are met now again very nebulous we don't have a lot of details on exactly what that means um supposedly these choice navigators are just going to help parents see you know what options are available to them and make sure their kids stay on track but um you know that's that is viewed by a lot of homeschool families and a lot of homeschool leaders as a major major infringement on uh homeschooling and homeschoolers now um the homeschool community is already working uh, to sound the alarm about this. Uh, you've got national and state homeschool, uh, major homeschool organizations working on this, mostly behind the scenes. They put out some notes to their members in the area, but they haven't really uh, made a lot of public noise yet. Uh, the uh, Florida Parent Educators Association, which is the big uh, homeschool umbrella group that represents uh, families here in Florida, and then also the Home Education Legal Defense Fund, the HSLDA, which is the national group. Uh, they are also sounding the alarm about this. and uh, They're asking either for home Homeschoolers to be completely cut out of this or for, for this these people who take this government money to be considered an entirely different category under state law rather than uh, homeschoolers, because there's going to be quite a bit of entanglement, uh, according to their analysis. So we'll see what comes with that. Uh, now, the, the bill sets up two pots of money for these uh, homeschool families and private school families. One is already in existence as the family. uh, In fact, they're both already in existence. They're just going to be expanded. Uh, The first one is the Family Empowerment Scholarship. So this is the government just takes money and hands it out, uh, and they give scholarships. Uh, The other... Option is these, uh, they've got these nonprofit groups. There's really only one major one in Florida. It's, it's very difficult for them to compete because they've got a 3% cap on how much money can be used for administration. And so there's only one giant one, uh, Step Up uh, for Florida or something. And uh, it's a very controversial group. They partnered with Equality Florida, the, the LGBT uh, group here in Florida. And so a lot of people are concerned, even about the tax credit funded one. But basically, there's these two pots of money, and then these monies would be given to homeschool families and private school families if they agree to relinquish their freedom and and start taking government tests and start meeting with choice navigators. So uh, I've been talking to a lot of people in Tallahassee and a lot of people that are working on this, including legislators and and, uh, and others. And uh, obviously, there's going to be some changes to the bill. Uh, we're being told that uh, some amendments are probably to be expected next week. Uh, it is almost universally expected to pass. as HB1, right? The the Speaker of the House is planning to shepherd it through, even though it was introduced by a Representative Tuck. Uh, now, obviously, Republicans have a, a super majority in the Florida legislature. Teachers unions are pretty limited in, in their... Influence there, uh, at least over the Republicans who dominate. And so far, Governor DeSantis has not. Um Uh, commented on this bill yet, Uh, although he did appear in a docu-series that Fox produced. I I was in there also, uh, The Miseducation of America, where he really uh, vigorously endorsed this concept of helping kids get out of uh, public schools by uh, finding ways to fund them. Uh, But again, he hasn't weighed in on this bill yet. I know there's a lot of people pressuring his office to try to uh, speak out here. Now, there's decent elements to this, right? We want to try to get as many kids out of the system as possible, as quickly as possible, but it can never come at the expense of educational freedom and, of course, independence Uh, In fact, the, the ones that are really working well are the homeschoolers and a lot of the private schools. The idea that we should bring them back into the government system with testing and choice navigating things, it's just rather silly. So that's what I got. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Talk to you later.
2: The Satanic Temple in New Mexico has a new scheme to help Planned Parenthood kill more babies. They just launched a new, quote, religious medical services arm to begin doing abortions. So the Satanic Temple, or TST, sees abortion as a religious ritual and compares it to baptism or communion for Christians. What Democrats and progressives call a choice, TST calls child sacrifice and recognizes the religious nature of the practice of abortion. I'm David Fiorazzo and this is Christ and Culture. So the new so-called clinic in New Mexico will offer abortion drugs to young women ages 17 and older who are up to 11 weeks pregnant. But that's not all. There is a not-so-subtle death wish to United States Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. What do I mean? The name of the Satanic Temple's first telehealth abortion practice will be called the Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic. Nice. As you know, Alito wrote the majority opinion in the case Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, which overturned the horrific 1973 decision Roe v. Wade. The high court simply determined what most honest, Critical thinkers already knew the Constitution of the United States does not confer a right to abortion. Why? Because abortion is murder, for one thing. It is the eliminating of a pre-born human life, depriving that person of the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Co-founder of the Satanic Temple, Malcolm Jerry, explains, quote, In 1950, Samuel Alito's mother did not have options, and look what happened. Prior to 1973, doctors who performed abortions could lose their licenses and go to jail. The clinic's name serves to remind people just how important it is to have the right to control one's body and the potential ramifications of losing that right. Wait a minute. Did you catch that? The right to control one's body. It's a non-issue because no one ever talks about saying no to sex, about abstinence, or about having some self-control, for example, when it comes to sex. Why? Because this isn't about one's body, is it? It's about unrestrained sexual behavior and then demanding no consequences. The solution to pregnancy, to them, is to simply eliminate the life created by having sex outside God ordained natural marriage. Now, the temple was created to be a satanic faith-based nonprofit organization that would meet IRS requirements to operate as a religious organization, but without belief in a deity. It is its stated mission is to, quote, encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. Opposing justice, noble pursuits, again, we see the godless left call evil good and good evil. As they thumb their noses at the God of all life, these people are serious about their culture of death and the marketing of evil. According to a press release from the T.S.T.s, anyone in the state of New Mexico seeking to practice abortion or what they say is, quote, to perform the Satanic Temple's abortion ritual, qualifies for free online medical services. I'm not joking. They will apparently screen patients during virtual appointments and then prescribe abortion drugs through complicit pharmacies that will mail them in discreet packaging, of course. The group also set up, believe it or not, a 24-hour abortion hotline. Executive director of the murderous campaign, Aaron Helian, boasted that, quote, TST is proud to expand reproductive options for our members. This is just the beginning. Isn't it interesting? The only choice or option they allow is to murder the baby in the womb. Let's talk about that word, reproductive options or reproduce. It actually means to produce offspring or to produce new individuals of the same kind by a sexual process. And they know it. They know exactly what they're doing, and they will even call it a religious ritual in order to defend the act of taking an innocent life. And it's not just a satanic temple, by the way. Need we point out, it is a plank in the democrat party platform now i recently interviewed a great speaker pro-life advocate seth gruber on stand up for the truth podcast here's what he said just a reminder in case you haven't realized this yet abortion is the greatest sacrament in the alternative religion of secular progressivism or in this case satanism this misunderstanding between liberty and licentiousness is at the root of nearly every political disagreement today. Liberty is not the freedom to do whatever you want. Liberty is the freedom to do as you ought. Now, we often hear the language, reproductive freedom, used to describe the non-existent right to abortion. We simply must answer the question, what does an abortion do? Ask them that question. That will help, perhaps, desensitize many people who bought the flowery rhetoric of destroying life in the womb. Naturally, the Satanic Temple wants to expand abortion into other states as part of its clever campaign to promote abortion uh, as a religious sacrament. And they've reached uh, the youngest of children, by the way, over the years, in their deceptive peddling of promiscuity. They've started after-school Satan clubs and elementary schools. They've installed statues of Baphomet, next to public Christmas displays. And they've challenged state abortion bans by claiming its abortion ritual is an essential religious practice protected under state religious freedom restoration acts. They've been busy at work. So the TST leaders claim pro-life laws are rooted in Christian nationalism. And they say it has seven fundamental tenets, including One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. What does that mean? Rather than pray to the true God, thy will be done, they demand my will be done. Right? Elisa Martinez, founder of New Mexico Alliance for Life, said this to Life News, quote, their willingness to flaunt the practice of ending innocent human life as a ritualistic sacrifice shows how New Mexico public officials have cooperated with this evil by turning the state into the thriving taxpayer-funded abortion capital of the Southwest and even America. The group has clearly joined the demonic ranks of Planned Parenthood. Now, the Bible describes such people as skillful at doing evil or people who find new ways to do evil. But we know there's nothing really new under the sun when it comes to the heart of man and wickedness throughout the ages. So, by the way, the Old Testament mentions the pagan god Molech about 10 times, and warns those who would sacrifice their children on the altar. Interesting. So the takeaway here is forces of darkness are using the idea of abortion being a religious ritual as a justifiable excuse to murder babies in the womb and be their own gods. And this is what some of us have been warning about all along. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter.
0: Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company.
1: But I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I am tired of turfs making a mockery of real women. Oh, what? You were born with ovaries? You bleed every month? You have XX chromosomes? Yeah, that's cute. You are pretending that you know that you are a woman when the only people here who know that for sure are the ones who have put in the work to understand themselves. The trans women. The only person making a mockery of womanhood is you because you do not fully understand what makes you a woman. Wowza right out of the gate and we're off to the races and this little philly wants to run wait i can't actually say that can i because our little friend here says she identifies as non-binary so apologies for the philly reference but this is how we're rolling today friends women are now calling out other women because they're not as female as men who put on dresses since we're off to a great start let's just keep this party going by taking a little more time to find out what other stories are trending left, and we move from one fantasy world to another as the popular role-playing game The Sims has just released a new update that includes medical wearables, chest binders, and shapewear that can be applied to the characters. According to the Sims 4 website, you can give your character a top surgery scar, which can be applied for teens and older male sims, so if you want your female character to look like her breasts have been removed, you can now do that. In addition, you can also have your female character wear a chest binder to look more masculine. I guess I never knew that The Sims was still a thing. Is it still a thing apparently? Or is it now being a thing because they're like, hmm, what can we do to get people to play this game again? Which was played like decades ago at this point. Oh, I know, let's just appeal to the woke agenda and then we'll get people back on playing Sims and Let's see how that goes for them. But speaking of uh, the agenda, let's head into the classroom where a middle school teacher in the New Jersey School District is making it very clear that her students must address her by her non-binary name and use the pronoun they, because this is what public school education has become.
4: What do your students call you since you're non-binary? Miko's one of my students. What do you call me, Miko? They, them. That's my pronouns, but what do you call me as your teacher? Teacher Roby. So you know my pronouns are they, them. You know that you go by, or I go by Teacher Roby. What are your pronouns? She, her. If a student uh, messes up my pronouns and says she, her, or calls me Miss Roby, what do I say? You say
1: she or they. Right, and then I also will remind you to call me what? Teacher Roby. And so now these teachers are making hostage videos. They've evolved in the TikTok world from just being them on camera, usually in their car, to them being solo in a classroom, to now having a student sit right beside them, they, he, she, it, we don't know anymore. But my question is, did that teacher get permission to have that student on camera? Because if not, goodbye, you are fired. But since the children are the future, I'd like you to introduce to you at least to the wonderful work that is the Woke Mouse House and what they're doing to re-educate children on the topic of slavery in America. Straight from Disney Plus, get ready for millions of children around the world to believe the following is actually true. Slaves built, built this country. country. And
4: we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend, submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white right supremacy, supremacy. That America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built, built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown. Washington. Washington, 40 acres and a mule, we'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule, we, we made make your family rich, from the southern plantation heirs, to the northern bankers, to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, the illuminati the new world order slaves, slaves built, built this country. country we had tubman turner frederick d didn't they say lincoln freed the slaves but slaves were men and women and only we can free ourselves emancipation, emancipation is not freedom. freedom jim crow segregation redlining public schools feeding private prisons where we become slaves again
1: so much to unpack in that clip that is from the proud family which again is on disney plus But the long and short of this entire thing is, when is enough enough? When is it that anyone, any American in this country, you're born into this country, when is enough gonna be enough for our atoning, as they say, for our history, for slavery? Because I wasn't around when slavery was a thing here in this country. And my grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-great-great-grandparents weren't around either. So when is enough enough? That's it. When is it? So much could be unpacked with that whole thing. But you know what? As Nicole Hannah-Jones will be teaching your children in the future, we'll just, we'll just let her do that. Anyway, that's going to wrap up this entire segment. But you can be sure there will be plenty more craziness next week. Until then, stay sane.
0: If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app.
1: things up by discussing a child who has been nicknamed Britain's most pampered toddler. Meet Jareem. He's a one-year-old and is treated like a literal prince, which includes bathing in milk and honey every night and sucking a solid gold pacifier valued at $1,200. But Jareem isn't a prince. He's not even close. Casey is a self-described full-time mom who lives off government assistance, and she claims that she can't help but spoil her child.
2: Yeah, some of Dream's other possessions include a $900 Versace chain and a $1,100 diamond-encrusted bracelet, in addition to his solid gold pacifier. His mom said she shops at uh, secondhand stores for herself, but will gladly spend 60 bucks on a t-shirt for her one-year-old. Her daily routine consists of waking up at 6 a.m. to make her son whatever breakfast he wants and then serves it to him in bed she then gives him a bath using milk and honey followed by baby oil and a baby massage while he watches peppa pig on his bedroom tv he's never drank tap water in his life and receives a mani petty every few weeks
1: okay where do i start on this one number one you should not be giving a child anything gold, anything simply for the fact of choking hazard. If he is one years old and he's got Those a pacif- pretty small too, a pacifier. Well, the 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 Versace bracelet that is definitely choking hazard. That gold pacifier. Well, if he's one, he better get rid of that thing by the time he's like three ish. Or or does she not care if he can't talk properly? <laughs> Trust me when I say I'm going through this whole having a, a Nook pacifier struggle with a toddler right now and the fact that he hasn't had tap water or anything else and he's getting bathed in all these things well i guess lucky on her that he has no skin issues that he doesn't have sensitive skin yeah, because he would not be able to to deal well the honey thing he should not be bathing in because you're not supposed to give a one-year-old you can't give honey to a one-year-old and in or until they're one years old, and if he's been bathing in it for this long, you know some of that's been getting in his mouth. So, uh, well, she doesn't seem to care about anything that is of any sort of normal. So many
2: strange things in, strange in that things. story. Good on
1: her if she wants to yeah. do that, but if she's living off government assistance and doing these things, well, then that's a whole other story.
2: Well, she's skimping on herself, she says, but she's just totally going overboard yeah. for the baby.
1: Yeah, I want to know everyone's thoughts on this one. This yeah. is quite fascinating to me. Odd what duck. do you think in this story specifically? <sighs> now I'm just going to be thinking about that all weekend. <laughs> well, thankfully, that's going to wrap up Educated for this week. David, I guess I learned a couple things this week. Did you learn anything this week? Daily, Daily. And, and
2: weekly, yes. And
1: weekly. True story. He did. Yep. That's awesome.
2: Well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting the show. Until next week, stay educated, America.
0: Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel, hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.